Hi there. You're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show, where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now to fast track your paralegal career. I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left big law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, the Paralegal Bootcamp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. Today's show, I want to talk about how to stand out as a personal injury paralegal. If you're a litigation paralegal at a big commercial firm and you wish you had more contact with clients, personal injury would be great for you because they get to talk to clients and meet clients in person almost every single day. In fact, the clients talk to the paralegals more than they talk to the attorneys. A personal injury paralegal's role can vary greatly depending on the business model and the staffing model of the law firm. Some personal injury law firms prefer to separate the paralegal job functions into different departments. One focuses on pre-litigation, another focuses on litigation, and maybe they have separate paralegals in each of those departments. They literally would hand over the personal injury claim file to the litigation paralegal, and they would take it from there. If the departments have separate functions, the job titles might be case intake manager, case manager, litigation paralegal. In other firms, I've seen it where there's an intake department, a medical records department, and a litigation department. And all of those have separate staffing. And then others where there's a personal injury paralegal who takes the file from the case intake when the client first comes in and brings it all the way through trial if it doesn't settle. Let's say it's a firm with the three different roles rather than the general type of personal injury paralegal. If you're looking for a paralegal position and you're new to the field, you might want to search case manager or personal injury case manager for a job title rather than just personal injury paralegal. Now, let's discuss these if you work in these roles, regardless of how the firm is managed or whether it's by department. There are three general, I'd say, hats that personal injury paralegals wear. And throughout this, when I refer to personal injury paralegal, it could be the case manager role. It could be the litigation paralegal role. It could even be the trial paralegal role. Hat number one is the liaison. Personal injury paralegals are the liaison between the clients, the attorneys, the claims adjusters, the medical providers, the court personnel, the law firm vendors. That's just to name a few. They have to be highly observant and excellent communicators because they are the main point of contact for so many people who interact with the law firm. They're essentially the attorney's right-hand person. The paralegal speaks to the client on a regular basis and has to be empathetic to what the client might be dealing with. They're usually there as a result of some type of injury or traumatic event. So you have to have a professional and courteous manner, but you also have to have appropriate sensitivity. And I always suggest for this part, this hat that you're wearing, the liaison hat, keep the FTFT mindset. That means first time for them, FTFT. Because in most cases, the client has probably never had to hire a lawyer or file a case in court. They might not understand the process at all, and they don't understand that it can take a lot longer than expected. 
as a personal injury paralegal, you're instrumental in keeping the client updated on the status of their claim. Hat number two is the master of prioritizing. You have to be able to organize, prioritize, and reprioritize in your role as a personal injury paralegal. At any given moment, you could be juggling 70 to 100 active case files that are in various stages. I've seen some even higher than that. In order to manage such a heavy workload, paralegals must be able to make use of relevant technology and use that technology to prioritize your workday. You have to be able to triage these duties throughout these multiple cases and files, and it gets even worse if you're not just a case manager. If you're managing claim files and litigation files, then you have to be even more on top of your game. So hat number two, the master of prioritizing. Hat number three is the proactive case manager. Proactively moving cases forward are going to include promptly ordering medical records, reviewing the records as they come in, assessing which medical records and bills have to be acquired. You might have to decide when expert witnesses have to be called in to testify over these medical issues. The greater a paralegal's grasp is on medical terminology, the better equipped they're going to be to proactively manage cases. So organizational skills are going to be really helpful when you're wearing this proactive case manager hat. If you're working in a law firm that has you working on the same file all the way through litigation, then you also take responsibility for organizing exhibit binders, presenting evidence, getting the attorney ready for depositions, drafting pleadings, discovery responses. So those are just three of the hats that a personal injury paralegal wears. Now let's talk about some of the things that you can do to help you succeed and stand out as a personal injury paralegal, regardless of your role or the exact job title. Number one, learn the basics of anatomy and medicine. A valuable personal injury paralegal is one who knows not only the law, but also the medicine. The lawyers at the firm can help guide you on the law part, and you could help guide them on the medicine part. I know what you're saying. Okay, Anne, that sounds all well and good, but I don't have time to go to nursing school. I'm not saying that. Nowadays, information is readily available to us online. A few quick things that you could do when you're in a bind, you could, you know, grab a medical school study guide, one of those, you know, renowned for dummies series, and not that you're a dummy, but they're really good at putting the important things in there and making it a short read. You could tab the important parts. You can even buy it online and have a digital copy of it. You could watch videos of basic anatomy and physiology on YouTube for free. You could even watch surgeries like the kinds that your clients are getting so that you can better understand what happens during that surgery, the recovery time. You could learn about broken bones and soft injury tissues, you know, to the neck and to the back. That's typically what would come in under car accidents. You can find and keep a chart or a diagram of the bones in the large muscle systems. You know, Google, right? Google is your friend in this situation. Make sure to search online when you have a question about anatomy or something that's in a medical record. Google that before you ask the attorney. Make sure the information is from a reliable source, but at least have a general idea before you go ask the question. And then, of course, you could ask other personal injury paralegals at your firm. 
the ones who are familiar with medicine and anatomy. Find out where they learned it. Where, what resources did they use? Number two, know the statute of limitations, period. The failure to commence a lawsuit in the given time period could likely result in the lawsuit being dismissed by a court. If your law firm accepted the case before the statutes of limitations period expired, it could result in legal malpractice. While it's an issue that concerns the lawyers and especially the owners of the firm, it really does affect the entire firm, including you. Most personal injury firms have docketing or calendaring software that automates the process, and it's usually required by malpractice insurance. If that's your firm, then make sure that you know how to use it and that it's working properly, that you have backup and redundancies. Number three, learn medication abbreviations. So the medical professionals are going to be using a lot of shorthand in their notes in the medical charts. And some of them are obvious, but almost all of them you can look up online. So many of these abbreviations, you know, when you're reading them in those medical records, you're going to look and think, oh, well, I know what X is, or I know what this is, you know, but there are abbreviations like FX, that's a fracture, DX diagnosis, RX prescription, HX history. So those are frequently used ones, but what are the other ones that, you know, are maybe less intuitive? Make sure that you have a chart of those readily available when you're reading those medication records. Along those lines, number four, understand medical terminology. Now, this is different than understanding the basics of anatomy. So the anatomy part, you want to learn about the body, the muscle system, or the muscular system. This is medical terminology. For example, knowing the difference between a distal fracture and a proximal fracture could be really important because it changes the entire location and sometimes the entire value of a case. Number five, this one's a given, but know how to obtain medical records quickly and efficiently. Obtaining medical records is one of the most common things a personal injury paralegal will do. And that includes records from hospitals, primary care physicians, surgical groups, doctor's offices, pharmacies. Knowing how to request these medical records and get them quickly is essential, especially when you've got a statute of limitations coming up. But even without a statute of limitations coming up, the thing that holds up getting a demand letter drafted is usually waiting on medical records. So have a follow-up system in place so that you can call the provider to verify they received your request and they don't need anything else from you to proceed. Number six, develop templates and keep improving them. Having form letters is great, but what you need are templates. You want templates that are easy to use and that you improve them each time with the advice of the attorneys. When they give you edits and they give you certain things with each one, then start incorporating those edits into your form letters or your templates. From there, once the editing stops, you know, you have a solid form letter. But if you've got a form letter you're using, you've just started at the firm, or maybe you've been there just for a year or two, and you're using one that is 10 years old, take a look at it and make sure, is that the best one? Can it be improved? All right, number seven, keep a database of outside experts. You're going to work with a lot of experts and providers as a personal injury paralegal. 
Some are going to be primary care doctors, orthopedics, but they're going to vary from case to case. So keep them all in one place, all of their contact information and what it is that they require, any specifics that their office or the doctor or expert themselves require. Number eight, know the litigation process. Even if your paralegal job description or job title focuses on case intake or pre-litigation, you should still familiarize yourself with what happens after your claim files become litigation cases. This is going to make you a more valuable employee, even if you currently only handle the case intake or the medical records. And along those lines, just like I tell you in a lot of these episodes in terms of career security, if you're only handling one aspect, like the case intake, the reason why you want to know the litigation process is because you don't want to limit yourself for future job potential or maybe a promotion at your firm if you want to be able to move into litigation. You don't want to have it where all you know about personal injury work is gathering and organizing medical records. And last but not least, number nine, always be looking for where the bottleneck is with your files. In other words, what's holding things up to moving this towards the demand and settlement phase? Figure out a way to fix it. This is a way for you to become indispensable to your attorney because in a personal injury firm, the firm doesn't collect any money until the case settles or you win at trial. If there are things holding that up from happening and you can fix that thing or reduce that downtime, you're helping to get the revenue in the door faster. And that's so very valuable in a personal injury firm. I put together a new case checklist that's going to help you with that. If you're a personal injury paralegal, go to the show notes and download that. You can also get it at paralegal-bootcamp.com forward slash case dash checklist. Go ahead, download it, customize it. Use it to make sure that you don't have any bottlenecks in your personal injury claim files. And if you want even more help becoming a rock star personal injury paralegal, join me in the personal injury paralegal bootcamp. It focuses on just the pre-litigation phase of your files to move those files closer to settlement and find those bottlenecks. I'll put a link to that in the show notes too. Read some of the reviews from the other personal injury paralegals who have taken the course. All right. And I will see you in the next episode of Paralegals on Fire. All right. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.